mentioned in my Sunday school class uh, earlier today that um, we're, we're going to be preaching through the book of Acts in that class. That's at uh, 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And so uh, try to get here uh, earlier than 11 uh, and be in there for the Sunday school class. Uh, but I mentioned that we are going to be, uh, I'm going to be, I guess, in preaching and teaching and uh, the church as a whole. Uh, I know we're not beyond the coronavirus stuff uh, and we're still kind of uh, dealing with all of that. Uh, but uh, in all the, uh, the, you know, you go to a store, you can't go to a store and all the different things. Should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? All the questions, all the changes, all the weird stuff that's going on uh, in our state and country in regards to uh, the um, protests and riots and statues and all those things. There's plenty of, there's plenty of change to go around. Would you agree? Uh, there's, uh, you just never know. Um, you know you're going to wake up tomorrow and we're going to hear some more bad news <laughs> about something. Uh, that's just the nature of the news. And uh, we can't cut it, uh, cut it off and not see it. Uh, we've got to kind of know what's going on. Uh, but tomorrow, something will change. Something will be different. Uh, and what I want uh, with all my heart is for a, a, you to have at least one place you can go that's always the same. All right? Uh, where you, the Word of God is preached, uh, and we sing, and we do the things that we do, uh, that you can come to church next week, uh, and you can know what to expect. Uh, and that uh, I'm not going to throw you some weird curveball or establish some new uh, mandate. And, uh, and uh, I like to say, I'd like to say uh, not showing up for soul winning on Saturday uh, will be tantamount to a misdemeanor. Uh, and uh, that's not enforceable <laughs> uh, like uh, other tantamount misdemeanor things. Uh, but uh, but uh, well, you can go and know. So refocus is our theme uh, for the year. Uh, and, uh, and I want to just be focused or refocus ourselves back on uh, that, uh, our theme and, and, and things. So I invite you to stand. I'm going to read one verse, two verses actually, from Deuteronomy chapter number 10. Then I'll pray and then have you seated and uh, I'll give uh, the message here this morning. Deuteronomy chapter number 10 and verse number 12. The Bible says, And now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless this message, Lord, please, and to help us from your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Um, Not to go into a huge kind of message in and of itself about uh, the Old Testament and New Testament, the Bible teaches that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, right? So when we read the Old Testament, uh, there's tons and tons of great things that are in there. Uh, in fact, you know, I don't know, 70% of your Bible is still Old Testament, all right? And uh, we're not under the Mosaic law. We're not, we don't sacrifice animals and worship the ceremonial law. Uh, in regards to all of that has been done away in Christ. Uh, we're in the New Testament, uh, and uh, not, again, not getting the dispensations, but what I, what I want you to understand is I point out a verse or a series of verses here from the, from the Old Testament that it still applies to you. Uh, it is still applicable for you in your life, uh, and we, we have a, a terrible habit of cherry-picking the Word of God. Uh, we, we just, we pick and choose what we want to believe and follow, uh, and you just can't, you can't do that. You've got to eat what's on your plate, 
Uh, you know, remember when you were a kid uh, and your parents gave you liver and onions uh, and you just cried and didn't want to eat it uh, and they sent you to your room and it was back for breakfast? Uh, and uh, we need more of that, by the way, not more liver and onions, <laughs> uh, but more, uh, more of that kind of parenting, I think, because uh, you, you'll eat when you get hungry. Uh, and I mean, that's what we did back in the day. You probably go to jail for that now. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, but they would, you just ate what was on your plate. You say, well, I don't, I don't want that. Tough. You eat that. Or, you, or you're going to go to bed or whatever. Uh, and uh, we just, that's how, maybe it's because when you were a kid perhaps and you didn't want to eat the liver and onions or your vegetables or whatever it is and your parents said, okay, we, we don't want to make little Johnny or little Susie eat anything. We don't want to warp their uh, mentality and whatever. Maybe that's why you do that with the Bible. You've just learned through your life that if you don't like something, uh, then you're just not going to do it. Uh, and uh, that could be part of our upbringing, something that's maybe ingrained in us. Uh, but if it is, you've got to get over it because uh, uh, you've got to, the whole, all of the Bible is inspired. All of it is applicable to our life. Not all the Bible was written to us. It was written for us, uh, and we can learn. Principle is there. And what we find in Deuteronomy chapter number 10 in verse number 12 and 13, just like we do in Micah 6, in verse number 8, or like in Ecclesiastes, where he says, this is the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God and keep His commandments. God, in His Word, has given every single one of us uh, basic summaries uh, of what our life's duties are. Uh, we are to bring glory to God and to live for Him. So there's several things I'm going to point out, but in order to point them out, we've got to get a run and start at it. So let's go back just uh, chapter number 8, just briefly. Uh, chapter number 8, chapter number 9, just to look at what's going on. Again, we don't have to re-preach it. We know the history of Israel uh, and that God uh, had struggled with them. It's his, uh, they're His people and still are. And, uh, and uh, we don't believe in replacement theology here uh, at uh, Berea Baptist Church. God deals with the church d- separately than how He deals with Israel. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, even the song we sang about the bride of Christ, we believe that's the church. And, uh, and uh, uh, the new, here's the, the new Jerusalem descending. Here is the bride, uh, the, you know, the Lamb's wife. Uh, and God puts those all out in Scripture. We understand and know that. Uh, but what God revealed about Himself to Israel uh, and to God's people in the Old Testament, He's still the same. He never changes. Uh, his, uh, under grace, in fact, we hear this all the time. Like people say, well, I don't believe in the tithe. Uh, we're, we're, we're under grace. Well, under grace, um, I think the tithe is probably inadequate. Um, we should do more uh, for God under grace than we would do under the law. In many respects, because all that God, and we're going to rehearse a little bit of it here from these chapters, what God was doing for Israel was reminding them all that he had brought them through. Uh, And then he says in our passage that we read a moment ago and says, and now. So he says, I'm going to run you through this list of stuff uh, and remind you of how good I've been to you and how stiff-necked and rebellious uh, you have been <laughs> a kid about it being my wife being stiff neck. She's had a pain in her neck for 27 years now. Uh, it's my dad joke for the day. Uh, and uh, so don't pray that her pain in her neck is removed because I might not be here come next Sunday. Uh, and um, gone. Uh, and uh, but the Bible regard he God calls rebelliousness as when someone's stiff necked or hard hearted. Um, our hearts are desperately wicked. 
So we find that uh, several times as we read through here uh, in uh, chapter number 8 and chapter number 9. Verse number 1 of chapter number 8, All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness. Why? To humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. So again, God gives these things to test them. God, God provides tests for us. Whenever I go through something in my life, now remember, some of the things we go through in our life is just life. Some of the things that happen to us in our life that we're going through are the consequences of our own actions. They're the fruit of our own way. Uh, it might not necessarily be uh, God proving and testing you. You can look at it that way, uh, but, uh, but it may not necessarily be. Like, you know, the devil wasn't walking to and fro uh, and, uh, and, uh, and looking, you know, uh, for some trouble. And God said, hey, have you considered my servant Bob? Uh, I mean, there was probably no discussion in heaven and the devil just given permission to afflict me. Most of the time when I uh, mess up and tear things apart or whatever, it's because I'm a human uh, and, uh, and, you know, I'm a sinner saved by grace, but I'm still a sinner. And, I, and I, that's, where, that's just how I look at it. Uh, and uh, I don't want to give credit to the devil or, uh, or discredit the Lord in any way uh, with the things that I do in my life. Uh, but God does. He does prove us. He does test us. There are things that we go through. Not everything we go through, but there are things that God's saying, all right, here. Uh, I heard it again just this last week. Somebody told me, they said, I just believe uh, that God won't give us anything uh, that we can't handle. Uh, and now that's great on a T-shirt, but it's not true from the Bible. Um, I believe God does give us things uh, that we can't handle because He's trying to uh, drive us to Him. Uh, he wants us to rely upon Him and to pray. Uh, and uh, if we think everything, we can handle everything in our life, um, that's, just not a good, that's just not a good principle to stand on and live, uh, to live on. Uh, and by the way, I, don't, I, don't re- if, I, don't even, I wouldn't even want that power. Uh, I wouldn't want to go through things in my life uh, without God. So, so God does oftentimes in our life uh, um, overwhelm us. Uh, we, we get overwhelmed with difficulties. and I mean, uh, many of you have probably felt a sense of overwhelm uh, in, in the last couple months. Um, I mean, everything. Uh, and, and then pile it on like it can't get worse. And now the whole you know, country you know, uh, is up in fire and all, this, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and just when you think you're coming out the other side and now it's like, oh, uh, more of this and more of that and put your masks on and don't go anywhere. And, uh, and, uh, and we just don't know. Uh, and when you, know, you have uh, people who are in charge that they don't know, uh, it just, none of us know. And, it's, and you can feel like, you know, a sense of overwhelm, like you don't know what to do. Uh, and, uh, but how are you going to, you know, if God didn't give me anything, you know, he doesn't give me anything I can't handle. Uh, so I'm just going to go out and it's going to handle everything. Ain't going to happen. Um, I need the peace of God uh, in my life uh, and, uh, and just as you do. Uh, so he does this, the Bible says, to humble us, to prove us. Uh, and, he, and, he, and he reminds them and causes them to remember all these things. Verse 6 of chapter number 8, Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in the, His ways and fear Him. And, uh, and, uh, and he just goes down uh, and rehearses all these things. Chapter number 9, uh, we find that word I mentioned at the beginning, verse number 6. Understand therefore that the Lord thy God giveth thee not this good land to possess it for thy righteousness, 
for thou art a stiff-necked people. Uh, in fact, when you read a little further, it says in verse 7, Remember and forget not how thou provokest the, the Lord thy God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that thou didst depart out of the land of Egypt until ye came unto the place ye have been rebellious against the Lord. They provoked God. They were rebellious. In fact, uh, the Bible says later on that they have been rebellious. Verse number 24 of chapter number 9. Ye have been rebellious against the Lord from the day I knew you. Uh, and uh, so it's... Uh, now, uh, God, I love how God speaks so directly. Uh, and, and, and really spoke in a way that uh, I don't think it's hyperbole. I think they were rebellious uh, from day one. Uh, and in as much as we look at their rebellion and all their mistakes, uh, we all need to know that, you know, we, we pretty much do the same thing that they did. We got idols in our life and, uh, and we, we, we forget the Lord. We forget how good God is when things get bad. I mean, God could have been good, good, good. 364 days uh, of the year and you have one bad day and you just want to quit God and quit church and uh, you just don't know what's going to walk around all sad and, uh, and make sure everybody knows it. Uh, that's just how we are. We, we focus on the negative uh, and we forget all the good things. So God says, I brought you out. I did this and did that. And we know, uh, he says, I provided food for you and you complain and I did this uh, and on and on and on. And even they said, Lord, would to God we died in Israel uh, or excuse me, in Egypt. Uh, we, we, um, God will hear what we say and hear our complaints. And, and when, they, when God says, okay, you're going you're gonna to die in the wilderness. Uh, and they said, well, I don't really, we, never mind, we take it back. He says, no, there's no taking it back. I heard you. And a whole generation uh, of people uh, died in the wilderness. Rebellion. By the way, the Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft uh, in the New Testament. Uh, and uh, we understand that, uh, that uh, we are to obey God uh, in any kind of rebellion uh, that we find in our life. We need to root it out, get rid of it, uh, get right with the Lord uh, and, uh, and obey Him and follow Him. I mean, that's the sum of it. Now, I'm saying all that as we get into these, these verses here uh, to help remind you, remind myself and remind you that it doesn't matter if, you know, whatever, say 10 years ago uh, you went through a difficult time and God brought you through it, you learned from it, you grew from it, you grew in grace, uh, and uh, you're a better person for what you had gone through. And you look back and you, you've Romans 8, 28 it, uh, and all things work together for good and you survived. Uh, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. There's no temptation given us such as common to man. Uh, there's nothing that you're going to go through that somebody else probably hasn't gone through. I know we say things like, you don't know, uh, you don't know what I'm feeling, but there is somebody who does. Of course, we know it's the Lord Jesus Christ, but somebody has gone through what you're going through. They've had cancer. They've survived cancer. They've lost a loved one. Uh, they have had their home burnt down or they've lost a job. Uh, what you're going through is not unique. Now, what we're all going through in one respect with the COVID stuff is kind of unique. Uh, we've had pandemics in the past and, and other things, but how it's been handled you know, to one respect, uh, also to the consequences of it health-wise, whatever. Uh, so so it, that's unique. Uh, I never, I've never been through, anybody else been through, uh, you know, something like that? Uh, and maybe if you've lived a long time, you, uh, you have uh, with other pandemics. Uh, but... Uh, you know, the, that would be an exception. The rule is um, there's nothing that you're going through that somebody else hasn't. 
Uh, so that's by the way, that's why the Bible says we're to, to admonish one another, to teach one another. We're to, uh, to let the older teach the younger and on and on. Uh, there's great wisdom in the Bible about all that. And, and by the way, if you've seen another Christian in our church or wherever, uh, and they're all stressed out about everything that's going on, you've got to come alongside with them, uh, pray with them, and, uh, and just tell them what you've learned, uh, uh, you know, how you learn to pray. God says, I've done this to you to prove you. You've been rebellious and stiff-necked since the day uh, I knew you. Out of the gate. Uh, you have been rebellious, but so, so have we been rebellious to the Lord, which gets us back into uh, verse number 12 of chapter number 10, the sum uh, of our life's duties. Uh, point number one, uh, as I look at refocusing, as I uh, bring everything back to uh, the bottom line is, whether it's a pandemic, if it's a cancer diagnosis, survival, if you've gone through an accident uh, and you've lived, uh, whatever it is, everybody's got something that you've gone through or you will go through. Uh, you, you get stressed out about stuff, decisions to be made. But, when, but if you're a Bible-believing Christian, every single time you go through those things, on the other end of it, whether it was God testing, improving you, uh, to humble you, whatever the reason. Uh, by the way, uh, we oftentimes don't know. We just go through and we deal with what am I supposed to do now, not why is this happening to me, but what, is God, what does God want me to do? And he wants us to grow in grace and to, and to obey him, follow him, uh, to take what we've learned and, uh, and perhaps teach others. But it all comes full circle back down. It just all boiled back down to God and your responsibility to him every single time. It's like, uh, you know, I lost everything, then I got it all back. Or I've, I've been rich and now I'm poor and, uh, and I've been sick, I've been healthy. It doesn't matter where you're at in your life. It all comes back, whatever it is, to... Um, to God and our responsibility to Him, bottom line. Uh, and by the way, it's my responsibility, yours. You might have a different job that you do in life, etc. cetera, uh, but all of us, if we're saved, we all live by this. Uh, this is the sum, the sum of our life's duty listed out in these scriptures. Uh, now, number one, if you were to read back in, in, in you know, chapter number nine and uh, chapter number uh, uh, 11, uh, you know, verses 13 through 24, uh, and on and on, we find out that if we're going to live for God, one of the things our life's duty, number one, is to cease from our rebe- rebellious spirit. The Bible says, be no more stiff-necked. Look at verse number 16 of chapter number 10. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart, and be no more stiff-necked. Uh, and I'll say more about that here in a minute, but God says your rebelliousness, your stiff-necked, uh, your hard heart, stop it. That's really what God says. When, when, you are, when you read the Bible and understand that you're in rebellion, and it could be something that you're doing that God says don't do. It could be something you're not doing that God says to do. Uh, whatever it is, if you're in rebellion, and rebellion is simply just disobeying the Lord. Uh, and uh, there's a certain part of it where it's kind of like disobeying God, but with malice. I mean, I've talked with, I've talked with Christians and say, I know that's what the Bible says, but I'm going to do my own thing and go my own way. That's rebelliousness. And God says that you need to stop that and cease from your rebellious uh, spirit and be no more stiff-necked. Uh, verse number 12, and now. Now, uh, I can't really get into all of this either for sake of time, uh, but there are a lot of benefits. I've already referenced the fact that, uh, that God had done so much for Israel. 
Uh, and he says, and now Israel. He rehearsed what it is. And if I was to take time and just run through all the things that God has done. Now, if all he did was save you, that would be, that would be enough. Uh, if that's all he did was save you. But he's done so much more than that. Uh, and uh, most of us, he just, you know, it's, it's a wonder he just lets us live. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, that's just, that's just the truth of it. Uh, but God's blessed us with families and children. Uh, we, of course, grandparents, you all know that, whole world knows that. Uh, and uh, uh, so, uh, you know, God is good. And uh, we, t- yesterday we had uh, that men's, uh, uh, basically a belated Father's Day uh, kind of gift for dads and stuff. Uh, and, uh, man, we tied it on. We had a, a feast. It wasn't, you know, uh, uh, just something just to fill the void. It was, it was uh, an indulgence, if you will, uh, and uh, in good food. And uh, like I said, I've washed, my, I've washed my hands like 50 times, and I still smell like garlic <laughs> uh, from, uh, from making all the food. Uh, I guess it's supposed to keep, uh, garlic's supposed to keep COVID away or something. I know, something else. It keeps something else away. I don't know what it is. Uh, but uh, but I can, I'm, I'm going to wash my hand like 20 more times. Uh, and it's still going to be on there. My point is this, uh, is that God blesses us, whether it's a meal uh, or a, a, a cold you know, soda uh, or a cup of coffee. Uh, God is so good. And we need to see God in every little thing uh, in, in our life. Um, and then now, so in the, uh, the covenant of grace uh, and uh, not under the law, uh, I think the and now is way more applicable to us uh, because Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid our sin debt, give us a home in heaven, a, a, a mansion, uh, and not a room, uh, but a mansion in heaven. Uh, he blesses us in countless ways every single day. So if you just look at that and now, you just go back uh, and think, okay, God saved me and now. God bless me uh, with a, 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 a wife or a husband or whatever. Uh, God bless me and my children, whatever the blessing and now. Uh, uh, you look at the fact that you've got a job uh, in this economy now or in the, uh, uh, all the things that have taken place. And you say, and now, and now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord? That's the sum of it. Uh, now, fearing the Lord is not like you're afraid of God. Um, that's not necessarily the word and what that means. Uh, it is a reverence for God. It is an honor and a respect for God. It's to live in the fear of the Lord. Uh, it is, uh, you know, when we see, I think I referenced it even last week, someone who mocks God and mocks the Holy Spirit and says things like, uh, I mentioned Wednesday, I think, you know, I saw somebody had a sign and said, if Jesus comes back, we'll kill him again. Uh, and uh, and that, that kind of nonsense and blasphemy and, uh, and uh, craziness, we expect that uh, in, in the world, uh, but, but it's still... Uh, it, it, it's such, it's such a, um, an affront to God uh, that uh, it's just it's unbelievable. Uh, but but fear, now, the fear of the Lord, uh, obviously, uh, is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, the Scriptures teach us much about that. Uh, but to fear Him, be God-fearing people, God-honoring, uh, Christ-honoring, uh, Christian people uh, who, 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 just, who just believe uh, that the Bible is real and God is real. And we fear Him. We honor Him. Uh, that's where God says, if uh, we honor our, our earthly fathers, uh, he, says, he says, where's my fear uh, in, uh, in the Old Testament, in the book of Malachi? So that's the sum of it. Are you God-fearing? Do, do, do you fear Him? Again, not because you're afraid of God. Um, it's uh, when, you know, growing up, 
my, my dad uh, in stuff, uh, um, you know, uh, struggled in ways to help us and discipline us. And, uh, and, uh, and so it was just kind of one of those things like, you know, um, uh, he didn't spank. He just, at one point, I just didn't get spankings. I needed them. I didn't get them. Uh, and, uh, but uh, there's this, you know, I don't, when God chastens me, I don't, I don't, I don't do this. Um, you know, like God's going to give me some backhand or something. My, I don't, I, that's not my heavenly father is. Uh, whenever God does chasten me, it is absolutely 100% corrective uh, and not punitive. God loves me. I'm his child. Uh, and he wants me to, wants to fellowship with me. Uh, and, uh, and I don't, I don't, uh, it's, I don't look at, um, you know, God, like how mom would say, you just wait till dad gets home. All right. Uh, you just wait till dad gets home. That meant something. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not afraid of God. I have a, now again, uh, God, there's a, there's in every Christian in the, in the recesses. I mean, you read the Bible and God just took care of business whenever it needed taken care of. Uh, and if God wanted to, he can snuff every single one of us out. Uh, I mean, he gives life, he takes life. Uh, we understand that as part of God uh, and who he is. Uh, he is a, Bible a says, a terrible God. Not like this tastes terrible, but in someone to be feared uh, to that respect. God is a holy and just God. Uh, and, uh, and he says uh, he hates the wicked every day. That's what the Bible says. Um, we have a Christianity that God just loves everything and everybody and everything. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Uh, but God can't look on sin. Uh, he despises it. And the Scriptures say He hates the wicked every single day. Uh, and then uh, that's who God is. And if God wants to, He can rain fire and brimstone uh, down from heaven. He can open up the earth and swallow up uh, 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 a people or a city. He can do whatever He wants to do because He's God. So please don't misunderstand when I say when God says we're supposed to fear Him, we're not going to be afraid of Him. We're His children. Uh, and uh, God can, and He doesn't. And I'm glad uh, that He has not dealt with me like He dealt with people that I read about in the Bible. Um, but the sum goal of my life, uh, one of them, uh, is to fear Him, to honor Him. Uh, we just don't have a reverence for God. That's why, you know, Taking God out of schools, taking God out of everything, can't say this, can't sing this song because God uh, invokes the name of God and, uh, and on and on and on and on. We've seen that. I've seen that my entire life. And so have you. Fear Him. Uh, have a reverence for God. You know how you develop that? By spending time with Him. See, you might, you might not love me. I mean, you might love me as a brother, right? You know me. The Bible says I'm supposed to love my brothers and sisters in Christ. You don't love me. But if you got to know me, I think you would. <laughs> to know me is to love me. All right. Uh, so the way that we grow in love towards God, uh, some of you didn't laugh. You know, some of you don't believe me. He's like, uh, and uh, is, to, is to, to, to know to love him or to get to love him and spend time with him. It's to get to know who he is and, uh, and what he is about. Uh, and uh, then, I, then to love the things that he loves and hate the things that he hates. Uh, that's how you grow in that relationship. Uh, and uh, so you'll never love God. I, I just, you know, uh, all these people say it's not about Religion is about relationship, which is true. Um, but a lot of people who say that don't have a relationship. They're not spending time with the Lord. They're not in their Bibles. They're not praying uh, and spending time with Him. Uh, they're, just, they're just excusing the fact uh, a way that you just try to, the Bible says, if you love me, you keep my commandments. 
And, uh, and so we want to excuse away the fact that we're not obeying him by saying, I don't got to obey him uh, if I can, I can love him without obeying him. Uh, see how that goes in your house. Uh, and uh, I love you, Dad. I love you, Mom, but I ain't doing that. I'm not washing the dishes. Forget that. I don't got to do the dishes to show that I love you. I'd be like, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, go do the dishes. All right. Uh, it is love, fear of the Lord. Uh, is the beginning of wisdom. But also with fear you blend love. Look at verse 12 again. And now Israel, what doth the Lord require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, walk in all his ways to love him. So it's to, it's to fear him, it's to reverence him, but it is to love him. Uh, and again, I said a moment ago, to love him is to, is to obey him, to keep his commandments. That's how we show, that's how we prove the sincerity of our love. Uh, the Bible says in, in, uh, in 2 Corinthians. Uh, so if you love God, uh, you, obedience is part of that. So we fear Him, we reverence Him, but then we, we love Him. And to love something means uh, it's on your mind, it's on your heart. Uh, it is something that you, you speak about and talk about. Like, I, you know, I love food. I love to, to make food, I like to eat food, um, and, uh, and I think about it all the time. Like, I'm thinking about what am I going to eat after church. Uh, and, uh, and so we, we, we just kind of, that's just part of our life. And we, uh, uh, we have to eat to live, uh, but, I, but there's people who live to eat <laughs> uh, in, in some respects, right? We, I love, so I talk about it. It's important to me. Uh, but God's also important. Uh, God is the most important. Uh, and and if, if there's something that you love more than you love God, then you've got a serious spiritual problem. So, so you got to love him. That's your, that's your duty. I don't know what life is going to look like next week or a month from now uh, and COVID and not and blah, blah, blah. All the stuff that's going on. Are we going to have police departments or social workers? Uh, it, you know, we're going to, ha- I don't know any of that stuff. I've got zero control over it. But I know this. Uh, I think, okay, all that. But what's my, what's my duty? What's my responsibility? It's to fear the Lord and love Him. Uh, it is, the Bible says in Micah 6, 8, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, uh, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and love mercy and walk humbly with thy God. Uh, and uh, the verses are just right in there. Uh, here's what you're supposed to do. Uh, and, and by the way, fear in God and love in God um, it doesn't have any room for stiff necks and rebellion. It just doesn't. You can't be stiff-necked and rebellious uh, and, 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 and really love. You can claim to love God, but it doesn't compute. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense for us, humanly speaking, uh, when we say we love someone and we don't want anything to do with them or we're not going to listen to them or follow them or whatever. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense in the spiritual realm. But you know, but you know, you know why uh, we get away with it? Uh, because uh, if, I was, if I get up here and I proclaim my love for my wife, uh, she, could, she could come to you afterwards and go, no, he really doesn't. He doesn't really love me like he says he loves me. Because, because we can. But you can say you love God all you want and God's not going to out you to your friends or family. We can say, I just love God and there's, you just, I just love and that's just, God, that's just enough of it. Uh, and, uh, and when somebody says, you know, uh, your faith will have works and, and on and on and we show from the Bible, say, no, 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 I don't need that. Uh, it's just saying that I love God. You just got to take my word for it to say, what do you mean I don't love God? Who do you think you are? Um, but, if, but I wish, I wish you could, uh, we could just go, uh, all right, everybody, um, uh, you know, 
you can say, I love God, and then God just audibly from heaven goes, no, no, they don't. How about this person? I love God. Yes, yeah, they love God. They love, they love me. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, and Because uh, then that would just take all the uh, hypocrisy out of it. That would just take all the questions and wondering, whatever, and all the argument out of it. Because uh, God knows if you love Him or not. And, uh, and it, would be, it would just be really good, uh, you know, uh, maybe if we had some kind of indicator light. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, uh, we kind of do. The Bible talks about our countenance and, and some other things. Uh, but just a way to just look at somebody and say, well, they love God and uh, don't love God. God says, you love me, you fear me. Uh, that's your duty. But then with, with fear, you blend love. Uh, and then with that, there's also a loyalty. Let's look at verse 12 again. Now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee, but to fear the Lord thy God and to walk in all his ways? It's obedience. Uh, and so your duty is to fear him, to love him, but it's also to walk in all of his ways. His ways are not our ways. His, the path that he wants us to tread oftentimes is not the path that we want to go on. Uh, the whole thing back, whatever uh, was the 80s or whatever, the WWJ, like what would Jesus do or how would Christ? We, we, we couch it in terms like now we say uh, showing the love of Christ. Uh, so we, we're saying all the same things. Uh, all the way back to what the Bible says, but it says walk in His ways. That's your duty. Your duty is to walk in God's ways. And when your ways don't line up with God's ways, who, who wins? Well, God should win. Now, we can debate, you know, uh, till the Lord comes back, all the nuances of what's His way and not His way. Uh, I'm just talking about the plain Scripture Here's what the Bible says. Here's what we're supposed to do or not do. Uh, I'm not talking about gray areas and, uh, or preferences and convictions, all that uh, kind of a stuff. Uh, if the Bible says it uh, and you don't do it, you just prefer to do wrong. That's just what it is. That's pre- I prefer to obey or prefer not to obey. Preferences and standards and convictions. And we argue them till we're blue in the face because we're just trying to get through life uh, and, uh, and not have anybody think, Ill of us and say we love God uh, and, uh, and for people just to buy into that, regardless of how we live. It says, walk in my ways. So, so next week uh, when, when, uh, or next year or whatever, uh, if, uh, if we take the church example uh, of all of the, um, the rewriting of history uh, or what's speech, what's hate speech and all this kind of stuff, uh, you realize that... S- a lot of what I preach in places, even in North America, are considered as hate speech. And at some point, somebody's going to come to me and say, you can't say those words or you're going to go to jail. Um, in that moment, my responsibility, my duty to God is to walk in His ways. So, so we, I don't know what's going to happen, neither do you. But I know this, whatever, whatever life looks like a month from now or a year from now, I'm supposed to fear him and love him and to walk in his ways. Okay? Uh, whether I've got money or no money, uh, whether, whether, you know, Chaz or Chop or whatever blows up in my neighborhood and whatever and all this, whether, whether, whether we are uh, back on track or not, uh, whether it is, it is uh, Trump or Biden or whomever, fear him, love him, walk in his ways. That's it. Uh, and, and, and by the way, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to already know how to love him with or without stuff. I mean, that's what the Bible teaches us. 
Um, you're supposed to, you are a pilgrim passing through. This world is not your home. We sing that song. We don't believe it. We sing it. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, I, I, was, I was listening to an investor person yesterday on the radio, and, uh, and there's a person that he had their portfolio uh, and uh, they were driving a car that was like 25 years old. And, uh, and so as the, their, in their broker, he says, you know what? Buy a new car. And his point was that they've lived their whole life saving and scrimping and saving and scrimping uh, to have a, a nest egg for when they retire. And they're still so afraid to spend any of it. And, uh, and, but, you know, that's what life is without God. It's just, it's just living and paying your bills and saving money uh, and, and you're going to have a $6 million nest egg, uh, and you're going to die of a stroke, and then your kids are going to fight over it. There are several families in our church that are dealing with that very thing. Uh, and in uh, difficulties, there's people that I know outside of church, they're, they're fighting over stuff. Uh, and w- so whatever it looks like, uh, you're supposed to love Him, fear Him, walk in His ways, and serve Him, uh, serving the Lord. So it's cease from a rebellious spirit, Fear the Lord, uh, your God. Uh, with that fear comes love. Uh, love and fear, you add loyalty to that. You walk in His ways and then you serve Him. Uh, and you serve Him with all your heart. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of things that we do in our life uh, that, that we really do with all of our heart. I mean, with everything that is in us is. We just don't. Uh, but God says, the love that you have for me is supposed to be that way. Not half-heartedly. Uh, not, not mediocre, not just dialing it in. I mean, you can, you can play a sport and not, and not play it with, with all of your might. Uh, you, you can do a lot of things and get away with it in life uh, where, you're just, where you're just putting in a haphazard effort. But when it comes to God, it doesn't, it doesn't fly. He says, you serve me uh, and uh, with all your heart, and with all your soul to keep commandments of the Lord and His statutes that I command thee this day for thy good, by the way. He reminded them, as does God remind us, that all of these things are good for you. It's good for you. Um, now, I've had people tell me stuff's good for me uh, that really wasn't good for me. Uh, whether it's trying to, you know, something to eat or uh, some place to, you know, whatever. Or whatever. if you do this, is, this is good for you. Uh, my dad used to say, eat this, eat liver and onions. It'll put hair on your chest. That was what they used to say back in the day. It'll put hair on your chest. Like, you know, I'm like five, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, and it's like, you know, I don't know what that even means. Eat it, it's good for you. Uh, and so people, whether it's parents or whatever, they'll tell you that stuff, get you to do things. Sometimes it might not necessarily be true. But with God, it's always true. He says, you, you fear me and love me, walk in my ways and serve me, and it's, and it's for your good. This, will, this is going to help you. Um, and, uh, and by the way, um, when you live that way for God every day, and then the next day the bottom falls out, you can handle that a whole lot better than you could had you not been living for God. So you might not be handling life very well uh, in, uh, in regards to just your response to life and difficulties that are taking place right now. And uh, so if you take this lesson from the Word of God and you apply it to your life, you're going to do better today, you're going to do better tomorrow. 
And then if you get more news uh, and here's this thing, it's like, man, you're just going, man, I just, just, things are going well. And then all of a sudden I got layoff notice at work. And then, then all of a sudden God doesn't love you anymore. God's not good to you. Wouldn't it be better if you could just say, well, I guess God's got something better for me. Uh, I, I just know God's going to take care of me. Uh, and, uh, oh, great, they're laying me off right when they're going to stop sending out them $600 a week extra. God knows. Why couldn't, he, why couldn't, if God loved me, he'd let me get laid off, you know, six weeks ago. <laughs> we are so messed up. God is still good. Um, still good. So in closing, the sum of our life's duty, cease from a rebellious spirit, fear the Lord, love the Lord, walk in His ways, serve Him, but then guard against this all being some type of surface work. It needs, to be, it needs to be a consecrated thing. When God says in verse 16, and this is the last point, to circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked, what God is saying is, is you've got, this is a commitment. This is a, this is a, a, a consecration. Uh, this is a separation unto. This is an identification to. Uh, all those symbolisms with circumcision for Israel and what he means, I mean, they got it. When, when he said to them, remember, not all the Bible is written to us, but it's for us. But when God told them, you circumcise your heart, they're like, oh, I get it. Uh, and, uh, but for us, we're a little more, more stiff-necked in, in many respects. So God says, this is a consecration. This is an identification. You need to do this and, and be no more stiff-necked. You know what that means? If there's an inkling in you, when, when I say, the Bible says, love him, fear him, serve him, walk with him, with all your heart, and you go, I don't really think I'm going to do that. God says, circumcise your heart and be no more stiff-necked. What you do at the altar is you just say, God, um, you've not been first place in my life. I've been serving me in my job or whatever. Here's, my, here's the idol. I'm laying that idol on the altar uh, and I'm forsaking it and I'm going to serve you uh, and love you and fear you with all my heart. I'm all in uh, would be an expression that we would use. Have you done that? Uh, or are you just holding out Things in your life, holding on to things you shouldn't. Uh, you haven't given God everything. Just lip service. It's like with their lips they serve me, but their hearts are what? Far from me. Um, when our hearts are far from God, we don't have a circumcised heart. It's far from Him. God wants us to repent of that and to love Him. So um, you might have more money or less money a year from now. Uh, we could be... Having, we could be having to remind our president every day that he's a president. <laughs> Wake up. We're almost done. We're almost done. We, that could be our life at that point. But you know what your duty is? Right there in Deuteronomy chapter number. Let's all, let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed.